Get ready to swipe. The Iowa City Farmers Market will begin accepting electronic payment this season. So I'm really excited to see more, more people eating good local food. That includes EBT, opening up the market to those using food assistance. We'll break down this new payment process next. Minimum wage is about to increase in Iowa City. We go one-on-one -on -one with Johnson County Supervisor Rod Sullivan to learn why the county decided to take on minimum wage and what it means for our community. Plus, reading to our furry feline friends, we'll take you inside a program at the Iowa City Animal Care and Adoption Center that is helping both kiddos and kitties. We'll explain coming up. for joining us for this month's episode of Iowa City in Focus. Big changes are coming to the farmer's market this month. The season will kick off in May right here at the Chauncey Swan parking ramp. New this season, vendors will be accepting credit and debit cards plus EBT cards for food assistance payment. Patrons will swipe their cards at the market's information table in exchange for colored tokens. EBT users will be issued blue tokens. Those with credit and debit will receive red tokens. City Channel 4's Joel Bowers explains how this new standardized process will benefit both the market and community. Organizers with the Iowa City Farmers Market know there's been an access issue for those with limited resources. We have around 150 vendors at our market and only three of them have currently been accepting EBT which is a very insignificant amount. EBT cards allow those using food assistance to receive benefits electronically. Few vendors accepted electronic payment, making it difficult for everyone to acquire fresh foods at the market. We realized the importance of it when we started getting customers contacting us via the Facebook page and asking us which vendors take EBT. And one of them had mentioned how it's uncomfortable to ask the vendors if they do. That will change this year with a new standardized system that requires all market vendors to accept both EBT and credit debit payment. Patrons will swipe their cards at a central location in exchange for coins that can be used throughout the market. However, EBT users will be limited to produce, bread, dairy, and plant vendors. That really opens up our market to a huge part of our community that we've been missing before. Sellers will not have to worry about the fees associated with card readers or the paperwork needed to accept EBT individually. One vendor says she's excited to see the market open to more people. It's going to increase local food access hugely. We have a lot of vendor, or a lot of customers that come to our market, but there's still a very large percentage of eaters in our community that don't access the market at all. Vendors will participate in meetings and trainings ahead of opening day. Signage will also be displayed during the market to inform shoppers about the new electronic payment process. I think it'll become pretty fluid as time goes on and the year and this is a permanent program now so in years to come it'll just be embedded in how the market works. Organizers and sellers alike believe these changes will give everyone access to good local food. In Iowa City, Joel Bowers, City Channel 4. Both the downtown and Mercer markets will use this electronic payment system. The market season will open Wednesday, May 3rd. Those looking to learn more about the new payment process can swing by the Robert A. Lee Rec Center or contact market supervisor Cassidy Bell by phone or email. A celebration of children's literature happened in Iowa City recently. Iowa City UNESCO City of Literature hosted its annual One Book, Two Book Festival celebrating reading and youth writing. 
Families enjoyed a day of free fun at Hotel Vetro, where they met some of their favorite storybook characters while enjoying magic tricks and live readings. Parents say they are grateful to have this event in Iowa City. He can write at home and he can draw at home, but to hear it from someone who really has books that are published is kind of like, yeah, their dream came true and so can mine. And so, yeah, it's really important and it's great that we have the opportunity here locally for them to meet someone that has books that are published. You can watch several of this year's One Book, Two Book events right here on City Channel 4, including the Write Out Loud Awards program, where youth writers share their award-winning pieces. The Iowa City Animal Care and Adoption Center recently launched a new program that's bringing both children and animals closer together. City Channel 4's Maria Palladino took a trip out to the Animal Center and shows us what this new program is all about. A few words, a book in hand, and a furry friend. That's all that's needed when it comes to the new Read to the Paw program at the Iowa City Animal Care and Adoption Center. It is a way to get the kids um, involved in sheltering. So they sign up in advance, they come in with a book of their choice, and they read out loud to the cats. Kids between the ages of 5 and 13 sit comfortably on some pillows and read to cats who are normally very shy. What about Indigo the kitty? And that's who you read to, right? Yeah. The program offers a non-judgmental environment for children to practice reading out loud without the pressure of an audience or mispronouncing words. While they relax and read their favorite books, they become more confident in their reading skills. The cats also come out of their shells and reap the benefits too. See the really shy ones poke their head out of the box and have interest in engaging with people. To me, is a step for them to get at home and it's a step that will help people notice them and um, makes them really special. Along with those benefits, employees of the shelter are happy to see that the program allows kids and their families to come in and see the shelter as a friendly place. It gives the little ones the chance to give back to the shelter and realize how they can make a difference in an animal's life. I think they're gonna learn a little bit of responsibility um, that shelter animals need love and help also. Read to the Paw is meant to be an after-school program, but with the success it's seen and positive feedback it's received, organizers aim to keep it running as long as they can. In Iowa City, Maria Palladino, City Channel 4. The Iowa City Animal Care and Adoption Center offers this program every Thursday after school, where children can read to cats for 30 minutes. If you're interested in signing your child up for this program, be sure to do so quickly as spots are filling fast. Johnson County will soon increase its minimum wage for the second time in less than a year. Minimum wage will increase from $8.20 per hour to $9.15 per hour beginning May 1st. It will rise after the first of the year to $10.10 per hour. We spoke with Johnson County Supervisor Rod Sullivan to learn more about the coming changes and why this is a priority for the county. Supervisor Sullivan, thanks for being with us today. You bet. Our first question for you, can you give us kind of a brief background on this issue and help us understand why increasing the minimum wage was something that the supervisors wanted to take on? Sure. Well, as you know, supervisors are very involved with health and human services related things. And so we keep seeing all these statistics. 19,000 people in Johnson County are what's called food insecure, meaning they don't know where their next meal is coming from. 19,000. Uh, the number of kids on FRL in the schools in Johnson County has skyrocketed in the last decade. And then you look at unemployment, and unemployment at the time that we started considering this was below 3%. And so clearly people are working, yet they're not making enough 
to pay their bills. So what's the problem? Clearly, they're not earning enough money. And it really just was a matter of the fact that the, the free market was not taking care of this, and we felt like we needed to do something about it. Okay, so who will be impacted by this increase specifically? Well, the long-term plan is to get to 10, 10 an hour as a minimum wage. So anybody who would have been earning under $10.10 would be uh, essentially affected, plus all of their children, and, and if they're in a larger household, all those folks would be affected. Some communities in the county, we understand, have opted out of this increase. Can you help us understand how that works exactly? Sure. Uh, the same thing that allowed us to change the minimum wage in the first place is what's called home rule authority, which essentially means uh, under Iowa law, if the state is silent on something, then it's to be assumed that the local jurisdiction can legislate it. So we use that to raise the minimum wage for the county, but then cities have that same uh, local jurisdiction. So the cities could choose to do nothing, and then the county law just takes place in their city. If they wanted to act differently, they could pass their own, and that's what has happened in four cities. Okay. And finally, what should somebody do if they notice that their wage does not increase after May 1st? Uh, well, I think the first thing you need to do is talk to your employer. I mean, obviously, it's possible that people just missed it or it was a mistake or what have you. And so I would always start by just trying to talk to your employer. Um, if for whatever reason that's not getting it resolved, um, people can certainly call us. We have um, some folks in the county attorney's office who can do a little bit of work on it. They can't get into a long uh, representation of that person per se. Uh, but there are some local attorneys who are interested in these kind of cases and we could p potentially make a referral. Um, there's uh, places like the Center for Worker Justice that help people with uh, recovering uh, uh, wages that they deserved and didn't get. And so um, we would help hook them up with someone who would help them uh, in that process. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us yeah, today. Yeah, thank you. For more information and answers to frequently asked questions about the minimum wage increase, be sure to visit johnson-county.com. Some of Iowa City's most popular eateries threw down for top honors during Top Chef Downtown 2016. Two dozen restaurants, bars, and bakeries competed for prizes among best mixology, dessert, and entree, both by expert judges and in a people's choice vote. Participants say this annual competition is a fun one. Everybody has great desserts and great food and drinks. So, I mean, we're lucky if we place. If not, it's just another fun event for us to do. The judges awarded first place entree to Pullman Bar and Diner for its tiny but mighty popcorn grits and first place dessert to Motley Cow for its cocoa flan. To see all the action, be sure to watch our Top Chef coverage in our Community Highlights series. Next time on Iowa City in Focus, summer is right around the corner and we can't wait. Plenty of free summer fun will be happening this year through Summer of the Arts. We'll go one-on-one -on -one with the organization to get a preview of all that's happening. We'll tell you what you won't want to miss as the weather warms. And tell us what you'd like to see featured in future shows. Email us story suggestions to info at citychannel4.com or reach us on Facebook by liking the City of Iowa City government page. Thanks for joining us and keeping Iowa City in focus. We'll see you next time.